This is Peak Too Early, presented by SAV Racing, featuring Mike Gendron, Trent Fontanella, and Steve Gendron. I'm one of your hosts, Steve Jenner, and I'm joined by Mike Jenner with Summer Off the Coast, Connecticut. Mike, how you doing? Steve, I'm excited. I'm ready to be back with the boys. I'm so excited that I just ran to the fridge, grabbed a beer, ready to drink it, and I have a Guinness out of a can. I don't know how I feel about how this is going to go. You know, I wasn't thinking. I just grabbed the first beer I could. I'm going to go for it. I'm not going to pour it into a, into a cup. I'm just going to drink it out of a can. So I'll give you a review maybe some way halfway through the podcast. I'm, I'm disgusted right now. What do you want me to do? I'm all cozy. Why don't you go get a glass? And pour no, it no. I'm, I'm, I, Are you an animal? Steve, it just took us like 45 minutes for me to get my audio set up. You want me to break down this setup and, and go do that? Not worth it. We're just going to do it out of a can. We'll see. It's a new experience for me. And as always, at the new and improved House of Sav, we got Trent Fontanella. Trent, you can agree with me. That's just like, that's just wrong, right? He's got to get a glass. Steve, I don't even want to do this podcast right now. If I'm going to have to watch Mike sip a Guinness out of a can. I think I did that when I was like 16, stealing beer from the fridge. And, you know, you're, you're in the basement, so we can't be grabbing glasses everywhere. And it was disgusting, Michael. And, and the look on your face right now, trying to pretend like, you know, it's the least bit satisfying, just is disturbing. What is, what is the little ball at the bottom of the Guinness can? Is that like... The, it's a the, reminder to not drink it out of the can. It's a reminder <laughs> to pour it in a glass because there's a ball inside of it. My God. But yeah, it, I actually don't think it does anything. I think it's just so like they can make some sort of like BS science that it's it's like pouring from a tap, but it's not. Well, is the can bigger too? Or am I getting cheaped out of out of beer because that that must displace at least like a full sip of of beer right so that's also like a money saving technique it's a great it's a great point this is yeah. uh some next anyways we've gone on too long physics physics you're you're a savage go get a damn glass and drink your guinness nope. how it's supposed to be drunk um can, can, can i do my intro now now, yes, now yes. that we've got okay. that out of the way because i was excited <laughs> about my intro boys I'm like Rocky out here when he went to Russia and Rocky Four and his training. It's snowing outside. I'm running around. I got my yak tracks on, like trying to run up just about like a mountain every day. I joined the gym. I'm getting in the best shape of my life. I'm chopping wood when I have a chance out here. Boys, I, I'm a machine, and you guys are going to be scared for any kind of challenge that we do come spring or summer or fall, whenever the hell it is. Uh, everybody out here in Victor, Idaho, watch out for me just, just running through your street, flipping cars and stuff, because flipping uh, cars. I am I am a machine <laughs> right now. Well, I'm very happy to see that you have the facial hair back. I'm glad I to see that the mustache that, yeah. has made a comeback. When you shaved it, it was very disappointing. I like the I like the uh, the mustache kind of goatee beard combo there. So uh, things, at least some things, are right with the world, Trent. So you, you you're looking good. But man, I I don't know. I'll tell you what. I did a uh, on Sunday. I was part of the Mill City Relay. It's a it's a 26.2 mile relay that goes from Nashua, New Hampshire, down the Merrimack River 
to Lawrence. It's a five person teams. And I got stuck with the nine and a half mile leg and I crushed it. So I came out of that feeling good. I'm, I'm, I'm feeling fitter than I've ever been since this podcast has started. Um, so, so we got Trent over here running up snowy mountains. I'm putting together decent races over, over, over long distances. Mike, what are you doing? He's drinking Guinness out of a can yeah, not, is what he's I'm, doing. I'm not doing, I'm not doing either of those things. The way I was going to start this show before I realized that I had a Guinness in my hand was I was going to brag to you guys about how I, uh, you know, there's always that like one guy at work who you know is like a 4:30 a.m. workout guy because he tells you every day about his 4:30 a.m. wake up guy. I was gonna be that because two days last week, gentlemen, I got up at 4:45 to to go for for a little jog. Now it didn't last long; it lasted two days, and uh, I I am off of that schedule again. But for for 48 straight hours, I mean, I was a morning get up, start your day with a run kind of guy. So I think, I think there's something to be said for that for sure. Congrats, Mike. Hey, let me ask you this. So you, you're going to be uh, a father soon, uh, which means mm-hmm. the little running that you've, you've been doing, you can kiss that goodbye. Right. So sure. knowing that you basically, it's almost like getting a stress fracture. I feel like knowing that you have this, this stress fracture coming up and, and, you know, relatively soon, is that any bit motivating to get the you runs compare, in now? You, you're comparing my future child to a stress fracture. Yes. <laughs> because you're, you're not going to be running about right. for a while. Uh, <laughs> so is there any motivation to get the runs in now? Like enjoy it while you can and have this free time. Or are you just like, what's the point? Screw it. I'm about to be even more out of shape than I already am. So uh, why bother even doing any bit of exercise at this point? I guess I hadn't thought of it quite in those, in those terms, Trent. Um, but to answer your first question, no, there has not been any kind of like preloading of miles or, or trying to, you know, get into the last bit of shape. It's pretty much just been just a constant, you know, stream of nothingness over here at the, uh, off the coast of Connecticut. So that's about where I stand. I mean, I did a, li- I did I- a little bit of uh, running Steve at the, uh, Thanksgiving day, uh, Turkey trot underground 5k. You know, I was the cameraman. Yeah, I was, yeah. uh, I was sprinting around from spot to spot to try and, Got you know get the next shot so that was that was a pretty good little workout Trent. yeah we, we've had a couple nice little events uh, events over here i just i just mentioned that i participated in the mill city relays and i want to go on to the turkey shot in just one second here but mill city relays awesome event super fun day um but you know, I, I, I participate with, you know, there's, there's teams that go out there to compete. There's, I, there were some friends of the program out there. I saw our, our, our friend of the program, Jacob Wormhall ran really well. Um, so there's some teams that, that go out there to win and it's, and it's a big deal. Our team takes a lot of pride in, in having the most fun. Um, so we go out there, we finish, we do the workout. And while everybody's upstairs, it's at a bar that's two different levels. While everybody's upstairs getting the awards, we're downstairs, uh, you know, running the bar, you know, cleaning them out of Miller lights and Guinness, not out of a can, but I did have a conversation, a drunken conversation with the guy who organizes the club that I run for. And he said, Hey Steve, you know, what would be really funny is if we got a men's open team to compete next year. And I said, you know what, Dave, 
I might be able to pull that together. So if there's any, any, uh, any members of the two crew that uh, want to scrap together a, a team next year to, to join us and go down, go out and take, uh, take down this, uh, this men's open against some of the, the big dogs in the, in the area, just, just because it would be funny if you let's, let's do it. So hit me up. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to get on my game to, to start, start recruiting, but this is an event that I would like to win the men's open next year. So anybody in the, in the, uh, you know, within the, uh, the sound of my voice that wants to participate, hit us up. So. Steve, you, you should, uh, you should give a little more detail on the Mills Relay because I've only done it once, but it is a hell of a day. Like it's yeah. a unique, fun, uh, you know, event out there that if people haven't run it and they're in the area, they should definitely run it. Yeah. So it's a five leg relay. It starts in Nashua, New Hampshire, goes down the Merrimack river, finishes in Lawrence. So it goes through like Nashua, Hudson, Lowell, Methuen into Lawrence and it's five legs. So there's, I don't have the exact distances, but the first leg is somewhere around four and a half miles. Second leg is like the same. It's under five. Third leg is two and a half miles. Fourth leg is nine and a half miles. And then the last leg is just about five miles. So there's a lot of strategy that goes into play when you're building out your team. Um, yeah. And, and it's fun and, and people kind of take it seriously. And I think there was like, I think we had close to a thousand total runners out there yesterday or on Sunday, which is pretty cool. Um, so yeah, it's a fun day. And then everybody, we finish at the clatter, which is this big Irish pub in Lawrence, you know, everybody's finished by, so it starts at eight, everybody, the whole race is finished before noon. And then it just becomes a, a party all day. And you got, you got Sunday football on, yeah, you got, they, they're, they're playing music. It's, they do a big award ceremony. They have food. It's a lot of fun. So anybody that's interested in doing next, I know we're, we're, we're thinking a year ahead, but you know, we got to start training. We got to start pulling this team together to, to take the W next year. So, but that was fun. Um, yeah, it, it, we'll, we'll, we'll talk more about that as the, as, as we come back to this time of year uh, uh, next year. But as Mike mentioned, we, we had some fun at the, underground 5k here in uh, here in Lowell Massachusetts and just kind of a little background on this race we started last year during COVID when all these races were getting canceled we said hey what if we just get a group together the morning uh morning of Thanksgiving at my house and do a 5k had a lot of fun last year we ran it back this year just as much fun this year except we had significantly better weather so we had a group of about 30 people out here doing a 5k had a fire pit in my backyard had a couple beers shout out to uh our boy uh, Joe Rand woke up nice and early, came out and, and, and joined us and to get uh, outkicked by me in the last quarter mile. Not a big deal. Mike got some, uh, some nice footage. I should, I should cut together a, a nice little clip there and oh, yeah. post it up on the Instagram. Haven't gotten around to doing that yet. Steve, I, I left the – stuck around for the, for the 5K, got some footage, hung around at the campfire for a little bit, and then head to my in-laws for, for you know, Thanksgiving festivities. And I, and I must have got – to my in-laws around like 10 a.m. or something like that. So I was telling my wife about, you know, everything we did, the race and, and all that. It's like, yeah. And then after, you know, we, we hung around the campfire and, and had a couple of beers. She's like, didn't, didn't the race eight end at like 8 a.m.? Like, oh yeah. She's like, anything is a little bit early for campfire and beers. It's like, wow. I mean, I hadn't really thought about it like that, but I mean, yeah, I guess maybe a little early, but I don't know. You know, we were up, bright and early got the race and it just feels like after you run run a 5k that's what you're supposed to do so it just it felt right of course i mean i i'll tell you what 
I had a hell of a Thanksgiving. I had one of the best Thanksgivings I've ever had because we did the underground 5K at our house. We hosted a little mini award ceremony with a campfire, beers, bright and early, like Mike says. You know, you, you run a 5K, you got to have a beer. That's just cool. So we did that. Had a brunch with my in-laws. Went to my high school football game. Watched the most incredible high school football game I've ever seen in my life. I could do a whole podcast on that, on that football game. Incredible. Then we came back got dressed, went to the first party, and then finished up there, went to yet another Thanksgiving party after that. I mean, it was, it was you know, 14 straight hours of Thanksgiving partying, Miller Lights and Turkey. It was one of the best Thanksgivings I've ever had. I, uh, I cooked a turkey. <laughs> How about that? Uh, first, first time you, being you, on my own, you, being an adult. Did you hunt so. it? Did you, know, say, yeah, it? Did you pull did it you in from it? the backyard, yeah. Doesn't doesn't sound as exciting as Steve's, but I was pretty proud of that. So that's my big highlight from Thanksgiving was in charge of uh, of turkey and stuffing this year. So so Trent, tell you know it's been almost a month since we last talked, and you know when we last time we talked to you, you you just moved out there, so we were chatting a little bit about kind of your journeys out there. Talked about how I was how I was upset at you for for some of the uh, you know the things that you did uh, cross country and some of the videos that you took. Um, so anybody that didn't listen, go back and listen to the last episode, but how's life out there? Tell us, how's it going? What's, you know, you told us a little bit about your running. I just, I assume you already have snow out there, but what's like, like, what's life like for you? Well, I first want to say that I must admit, I did go on to the internet and made sure I got the right Rocky when I said I was like Rocky training in Russia out there. Cause it's like, if I pick the wrong Rocky number, when I say this, uh, Steve is not going to let me live that down. That's actually going to have to be cut out from the podcast. Cause that will not be okay. Uh, but I got the right Rocky. So I feel good about that, but, but life is good. I mean, the ankle is, is kind of where's the wild card going out. It's feeling better and better. I actually ran a Turkey trot myself on Thanksgiving, uh, I came in, uh, like sixth place in my age group, not to brag. Um, there was about, I don't know, like a hundred people in the race and it was an hour away. Cause it was the closest race that you could find to, to where we live, but we showed up and I, uh, I got sixth place in my age group. So I was pretty excited about that, but things are good guys. I'm, how, much, I'm how much did Megan beat you by? I'm not sure that the, the amount, but she's not in my age group or my, uh, <laughs> my class, like my award group. So fair. I'm about, oh, oh, six in your age group or six overall, six in my age group, six in my age oh, group. Oh, so. that, that's a lot different, Trent. Listen, that's a lot different. I was out there. I, six in my age group was pretty good for my first race bag. I'm pretty proud of that. Right, well, and then so I was get, racing. Just so we can get an idea of where you're at in your training, just so, you know, I can, I can get a better idea of like, you know, my competition. Uh, what, what, did, what was your time? I don't know the exact time. I don't remember <laughs> exactly what it was, but I think it was like somewhere in like the, the twenties, the, the low, low twenties or so. I, I, I ran the whole thing. I didn't take any breaks out there and I was competing against my competition, not against my girlfriend. That doesn't matter in the standings when you look it up. So let's not harp on time differences between her and myself. Um, but it's good guys. I'm just adapting. It's just like a different, different life out here. You know, it's, it's, I'm just like looking out the window here and you can see, you know, some neighbors lights like really far away, but I'm in a remote area and I'm loving it. I'm adapting nicely. I got a lot more like time on my hand to do things like I'm doing yoga in the morning, stuff like that. So I really am trying to be Rocky out here, becoming the best shape of my life. I got Rocky like, did a ton of yoga. 
I bet Rocky was crushing yoga when he was in that little cabin in Russia. Uh, I got to be more. Check the check the deleted scenes. There, it's in there. Didn't they just re-release on fire? That's right. It's great. Oh, the other great part about it, I think I might have mentioned this last time, but the sports being on a couple hours earlier. You talk about morning beers on Thanksgiving. We went to watch uh, the Patriots game two weeks ago, the Browns game. Uh, at the bar, you show up at 11 a.m. and football's just like on. By the time you wake up, get a little workout in, you go right to the bar and football's just playing. And then like you have a nice cold beer and you look at your watch and it's 11.05. So that's fantastic. So I'm loving it, boys. I'm loving kind of the small town, just kind of slow down and, uh, and get after it lifestyle. Have you had any encounters with wildlife yet? Not anything super exciting. Uh, I mean, every run I go on, is it's fun because there's just like deer everywhere that are just sprinting across the road in front of you and things like that. <laughs> All the neighbors and stuff have the, the, the horses and the cows and stuff. So you're running by that. Megan has seen some moose on her run twice now. She, she came, she's like running this golf course that she likes to run this path there. And she just like has, she can't get the good picture because she won't go close enough, but there's like uh, some great, so she says, the big black beasts, which are definitely moose that she's seen. Probably a good idea. Moose yeah. will moose will mess you up. They're big. They're big yeah, in there. They don't they don't mess around. They're, I I I mean, not that I've had many encounters with moose in my life, but apparently they're super aggressive and they'll they'll charge you. Yeah, you don't want to mess with the moose. You can't be in a car and you don't want to mess with the moose. It'll go like right through the car. Those things are, are beasts, but not yet. Nothing too too exciting on the wildlife front. I do I do go out with my bear spray every time we're out hiking. Uh, just, you know, I'm ready to fight to, I want, I want to be prepared for when that buyer comes at me. Cause I think I could take him without the bear spray, but just in case that he gets a leg up on me, then I'll got that. But I haven't seen Steve, it yet. Let, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Do you think sprays taking down a bear? Like that's just, that's just a marketing thing to make, uh, make, uh, stupid people from Massachusetts feel a little bit better about being out in the woods. Right. Listen, it works for me. I feel fine out there. I'm ready to <laughs> fight anything. So if that's all it is, uh, then they're doing a great job and they should keep doing it. Cause I feel good. Steve. So I was uh, chatting with uh, Trent and Megan a couple weeks ago and we were just talking about like some random stuff and somehow bears came up in the conversation. And I think Megan said something around, uh, you know, on the day she's like, you know, I'm always looking out for bears, like trying to like be careful of the bears and Trent's like, Oh, like you really don't need to like worry too much about, the black bears out here it's not really what's gonna get you. it was like oh it's kind of nice he's like you know trying to make her feel better but then he comes right back with what it's you gotta worry about is the mountain lions i mean those things will just you know tear you to part. i'm like okay <laughs> i thought i thought he was going for like the comfort routine no 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 no. he doubled down you know talking about how the mountain lion will just you know chase you down you won't be able to outrun it and it'll just it'll dominate you so it's you know, Trent, Trent's out there making Megan feel a whole lot better. We we spent like a half hour on this podcast talking about the mountain lion yeah. video. We yeah. we've all seen that video. <laughs> we, we talked about it with the, we talked about it with Jacob Thompson. Yeah, yeah. We broke down right. that crazy that's, mountain lion video. That that is like I don't know what the statistics are. I would assume that mountain lions are like scarier to people than bears are, just like sheer numbers wise. Because bears, you just got get unlucky. I feel like you got to find it at the wrong time. Mountain lions, they're like they're like hungry for lunch. Like they're going after you. They'll stalk you down to it. So those well, guys kind of freak me out. It's one of those things. If, I, I mean, they say that if you see one of those, like, you know, cats of prey or whatever, if you see one, it's already too late. 
yeah, if they make themselves if they make themselves known and make some, themselves seen, like they're ready to attack. Otherwise, you wouldn't you wouldn't see them. The, the um, bears they like don't want anything to do with you unless they really feel threatened, right? Like yeah, a lot of them have like, like a sh- they'll have like a show of aggression to right. try and scare you away. They'll bluff charge you or something like that, but they really don't want anything to do with you because they're not you know they just want to eat their berries and salmon and stuff. The mountain lions, though, yeah, they'll they'll just like stalk you for miles. Yeah. So haven't gotten eaten by a mountain lion yet. That's a good update. Well, it's good to hear, Trent. Glad glad to see that you're uh, you haven't had to use your your bear spray yet. Let us know when you do. I want to know if it's effective. Um, <coughs> um, guys, last week I was at the running event in Austin. And I think a lot of people listening to this podcast will know what the running event is. But if you don't, it's like this big industry trade show for the running industry. So specialty retailers uh, from around the country go to Austin. And it's an opportunity to kind of meet with the brands, meet with the the reps or brands, kind of work on strategy for the upcoming year. But it's also a lot of fun and also a lot of big names from the sport kind of come in just to kind of see and be seen and kind of hang out. Um, a lot of times unsponsored athletes will go to the, to the running event to meet with brands to, to try and set up their upcoming sponsorships and that stuff. Wait, what, so I was what's there, the name of the event? The running event. They call it TRE. No, I, I know it's a running event, but what, what's the name of it? Are you fucking <laughs> with me right now? Okay. <laughs> All right. Sorry. Yes, go ahead. Yes. It's, it's not, it's not that, uh, creatively named. Maybe they, they need to workshop that a little bit. Um, but anyways, I was down there for work uh, and just kind of, you know, meeting with uh, retailers and stuff like that. But, you know, we go to parties, you host parties and you get to see a lot of people. And I saw a lot of friends of the program down in Austin. And so uh, let's see, who did I see? I, uh, I, I, I literally bumped into our friend, Mrs. Space Cadet, Erin uh, uh, Azar on the street. Didn't know she was in town. It was, it was uh, her and her coach. Uh, who's her coach? Coach Alicia is, is Coach Alicia. So I bumped into them. Um, we ended up hanging out uh, a, a couple times. Um, we hung out at the at the at the show, but then I also invited her to my brand's party. Her and Coach Alicia. So she came there. We were able to hang out. We had a couple drinks. Um, let's see who else. Dana Giordano came and hung out with us. Uh, Nikki Hiltz got to meet Nikki in person. She came to the party. Um, uh, Mac Fleet. Uh, so got, got to see a lot of friends of the program. It was really cool. Great to see people in person and catch up. And, you know, it, it, it's one of these weird things that when you do a podcast with somebody, when you do an interview with somebody, you kind of feel like you already know them. So I was hanging out with all these people that I had never met in person before, but we all kind of felt like we knew each other already. So it, it, was, a, it was a pretty cool, pretty cool event. Um, next year, if it's possible, we should try to we should all just try to go to 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 the running event i mean it, it, it'd be kind of a a cool opportunity to to kind of see and hang out with people and just kind of you know see a, a different side of of the running world and the parties are awesome i mean you know we we would get we would probably get invited to every every brand party so it's a it's pretty cool do you need to be there for like a reason or can you just like can we just show up and you know assert ourselves into into the running event I, that is a good question, but I think if you prove that you're connected to the running world in some way, like you're, 
you know, you have a, a running media outlet. I mean, you should be able to get in. I don't know. I don't know if anybody can just buy a pass to the running event or if you need to be accepted in by the, uh, by the, uh, the powers that be. I, I don't know. That's a good question. It, it kind of sounds like a giant expo. So I'm definitely in for that. You know how much <laughs> I love expos. It's an expo, but like, it's not a junk science expo. It's like actually legitimate brands. And <laughs> dang. Well, anyway, we're not buying tickets. We're getting a booth. We're definitely getting a booth. We're setting ourselves up there. We're doing a live podcast during it, pulling people in throughout the day. Uh, we'll do like a 24 hour podcast that day. Uh, that sounds like a fantastic idea. Just we Dang, might like 40 interviews like all at once, just pulling yeah. people randomly. That'd be awesome. We might be able to swing uh, a live podcast, but those booths are pretty expensive. So uh, I'm not, unless, well, I mean, is the two crew going to buy enough t shirts for us to get a booth? Is the question. We, we don't need a booth. You remember the part of my take stuff outside the Super Bowl when they got like yeah. kicked out and they would set up oh, that's us? We are get an RV right outside the expo. Oh, that's great. Get an RV, drive down to Austin, and post up outside TRE. That great idea, Trent. I love it. I love we're going to call it, we're going to call it the expo the whole time just to piss people <laughs> off. Yeah. We should hold, yeah, like right outside the front door of the running event. We should host our own running event and call it like a running event or something like that. <laughs> or like, you know, uh, what I mean? uh, the, the running extravaganza. Yeah, the yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. But I, I think I think we're on to something here. <laughs> um. Also, before we kind of get into the into the running news and kind of the meat of the episode, um. I mean, we're already, I mean, we're, we're already 40 minutes in here, but, um, I wanted to, now that you guys have had another month to marinate on it, where do we sit on the marathon? (laughs) I mean, I, because I've had, I've had countless people reach out to me saying that they're doing it. They're excited to, to, to go to Indy next year. Like I, 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 it's been two months since we started talking about this. And I think I need at this point, you owe it to to me, you owe it to the two crew, and you owe it to yourselves to 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 come out and say that you are running the indie the 2022 indie marathon. I am no closer. In fact, many would argue I'm further away from from prepping for a marathon than I was when when this first came. This is like, you know, you run into somebody needs something from you or needs a favor from you, you run into them like every like three or four weeks. And it's like, Oh yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll get to that. And you just like dread the next time you're going to run into them and they're going to ask you about whatever it is they need from you. This is what this podcast is turning into. It's like every three or four weeks I have to, I have to be, you know, have this conversation and, and, and weasel my way around it. I mean, then just do yourself a favor, Mike and commit. Let's go. Steve, Mike is about to have a stress fracture and you're trying to get him to sign up for a marathon. I mean, that's kind of cruel. I would argue I am doing you a favor, Mike, right? Because that that baby shows up. I would not argue that. I would not argue that. That baby shows up. It's very easy to make the excuses to not get out in the morning, not get out late at night, not find that, mm-hmm. not find that 30, 40 minutes in the middle of the day to go out and run. It's, it's going to be very, very easy 
to make well, it. Hold on. I ran at 445 twice last week. Twice. But you don't, you, you, you don't have the, – the baby hasn't shown up yet. Your stress, stress fracture hasn't been diagnosed yet. So <laughs> when, it, when it does when, – when, when, when your baby arrives, right, it's going to be very easy to make the excuse to not get out the door. But if you know I have to cover – the course of 26.2 miles in 10 months and nine months, eight months, seven months, then it's going to give you that motivation you need to get out the door. And it's going to give you, and let's not even say cover the distance. I need to compete against Steve and Trent over the course of 26.2 miles. And that's the motivation you need to get out in the door when the, you know, in the, in those cold Connecticut winter months. Right. So I am doing you a favor here. I, I mean, I don't know if I if I need to necessarily be training for this during the cold Connecticut winter months. I got plenty of time. So I think well, I can skip right over the cold Connecticut well, months. Why don't we do this? Why don't we, one of the three of us, right here, right now, we have, we have 10 and a half months to prepare for this, right? Um, so we have all the time in the world to prepare. And, you know, we need to get that motivation. We need – actually – before I say this, Trent, how says you on this? I like uh, I like kind of being in the background here and just watching the battle between these guys. But as uh, as much as marathons, you know, we're not on my my calendar for next year. Like I said, I can't come out here and tell you that I'm Rocky out here, just training to be a world beater. Anything I do and say I'm not running the marathon, I've kind of kind of been saying this. I think from the beginning, like. Like last week or last time we agreed to go to Indianapolis. If I'm in Indianapolis and the boys are trying to like race at anything, you know me, I, I just say yes to it. I, I'm just sure I just do it. And for that reason, and because I'll be an absolute physical specimen by that point in my time, uh, I'm in, I'm in for the marathon. You know what? This is, this is my official declaration. Somebody, somebody signed me. Let's go, Trent. I, I need a podium. I need an announcement. I need a press conference. That's I am cool. running the 2022 Indianapolis Marathon. All right, Mike. The pressure's on. Such a the pressure's such a on. Sucker. All right. Such All right. So sucker. here's okay. Now You're we got we, we got two or three. Here's where I was going with this. All right. So we have ten and a half months to train. I think we're all pretty much on even playing field right now. So it, it, we, anything can happen over the next even, wait, even playing field. How could we possibly yeah. be on an even playing field? Precious likes in New England, Mike. That's true. That's a good point. All right, never mind. So we, got ten, we got 10 and a half months to train. And listen, I've been telling you, I told you when I started my training. You, we were in the exact same spot when I started my training. So don't give me this, okay? Okay, I, okay, I got maybe six weeks head start on you. Big whoop. We got, that's just as, that's, that's, that means I'm just as close. I, I'm, I'm that much closer to the injury than you are, right? So you, you, you saved yourself six and a half weeks. But um, anyways, what, I'm, what, I, what I was going to say is uh, we have almost a full year ahead of us. Uh, it's it's as, a, as close to as, of an even playing field as we're going to get. What do you say the three of us put a sizable wager on this to keep us motivated? We can't even convince Mike to agree to it. He's already talking in terms of if I agreed to this. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know Mike maybe better than anybody in the world. And I know that throwing this one out there 
is going to get him a little bit closer to saying, I'm definitely in. I like wagering on other people having to run a marathon. That's a, you could talk me into that. No problem. I, I can guarantee you I'm not committing tonight. So we, we can just put that, that to bed. Mike, you, you I'm not committing tonight. No, I'm, I will not commit tonight. Why not? Why not? Because give me one not, good reason. Give you, I'll give you 10,000 good reasons. I don't want to run a marathon. I've told you I don't want to run a marathon. I haven't, like, run more than a mile and a half in, I don't even, probably since the mileage challenge. I, I, I don't want to run a mile and a half since the mileage challenge. I don't know if that's an exaggeration or not, but I haven't run a lot. I have not run a lot. All right. Well, now I, I know, and and, and this stretch that I'm like about to have a about to have a stress fracture, so I, I don't know if it's gonna get any better. So I will not commit tonight. I've already said I will go to Indy, and I I didn't say I won't do it. But I, I there's I zero percent chance. I'm not a sucker like Trent. I'm not committing tonight. I just won't do it. So Mike, I in just the course of uh two months, less than two months. I've had no less than 30 people, 30 members of the two crew tell me that they're going to Indianapolis. Yeah. That's, I, that's, I, that's two months into this. That's two months into this. All right. And, and whether, like, and whether I'm running or not, I will have fun with those people. You're going to let down the entire two crew. If you don't run, you know that. And I know that I disagree. I think people would be glad to come out and have fun and not run with me. I think they'd be disappointed so, if so, I. So you're so you're not participating in the 2022 miles challenge, is what you're saying? See, that, I, that's such BS. <laughs> that's such BS. I, 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 no comment. All right. Well, what I need everybody listening to this right now is find a way to reach out to Mike and pressure him and tell them that you're disappointed in him. Um, Mike, right. Mike must be on one of those like really temporary two week periods where he says I quit gambling forever. You know, he doesn't want to place a bet on the marathon. He's now, he's now quit gambling. It's good for his, and then just give him two weeks and then he'll have too much money in the Patriots and he'll be signed up for the Indianapolis marathon. I quit gambling on college football. Shout out Trent for ruining college football for everybody. <laughs> Shout out Trent. <laughs> I'm not Trent. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Nate, Nate, my what? bad. Well, and Trent, because you voted for Nate. You voted for Nate. But anyway, I voted for Michael, is what I did. Yeah, I would well, say that, that's that's inside. That's inside. I would say that's, we could that's get too, in, too much of an inside joke there. But I would say we could get into that controversy. But we're already like an hour into this episode, and we don't have that kind of time. All right, Mike. Plus, plus we're already having a good time. We don't need to spoil it. All right, Mike. Let's kick off the running news. Alrighty, so we got a couple of uh, stories to talk about here, and then a little bit of a game that I created. Uh, so we'll start with one that you know Trent and I are subject matter experts in. Uh, so Shelby Houlihan has uh, allegedly created a uh, GoFundMe page to help fund her fight. Uh, based, you know, the investigation, the whole burrito gate incident here. Uh, and it, it and apparently the uh, social medias is not happy and it is roasting Shelby 
so that that's kind of the the big story in the news right now. Steve, what do you think about all this? Did I do a good job describing it? <laughs> uh, I think a lot of things. Um, <laughs> so many people hate me for my takes on this, hate us for our takes on this. And I don't know. I mean, it's been a while since we talked about it. I don't know if Mike and Trent's feelings have changed on this. Um, it was the popular thing to roast Shelby Houlihan on social media around Thanksgiving for this. Um, I don't know if I want to say what I'm about to say. Just say it. But I'm going to say it. Just say it. I contributed to the GoFundMe. Yeah. Let's go. I mean, listen, I, I'm go. a man of my word. Listen, yes. my, my, nothing has happened. You can go back. You can listen to the podcast. You can watch the, the Instagram live videos. Nothing has come out to change my mind. It always goes back to you are ruining somebody's career with not enough evidence. Like, it, like you know, it has to be it, – it, you, you can't go around ruining people's career unless you have overwhelming evidence that they did it, and I just don't see it here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm going to I'm, I'm defend an athlete that I think there's a, there's a good there, – there's a chance she did it, but there's not enough evidence to ruin her career. You have to be positive to do that. So, yeah. I contributed to the GoFundMe, and I promise I, you, there's nobody, there's, there's, there's no other running podcast right now that is saying it because it is very popular right now to destroy Shelby Houlihan and destroy everything that I'm saying right now. But listen, I'm a man of like, I, 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 I am who I am. Like I'm, I, I have, I have my beliefs, and I'm, I'm open to being to, to, to having my mind change. But guess what? My mind hasn't changed. And I'm watching this, this, this gold medal, uh, hopeful get her, get dragged and her career ruined when I don't know if she deserves that. So yeah, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to stand up to the, to everybody that's super self-righteous here and say, yeah, I, I I contributed to the GoFundMe. I love it. You put your money where your mouth is. You know, a lot yeah, of people can, and I, I've a lot never of people not can, done that. I've never not done that. A lot of people can stand behind a microphone and have opinions and say whatever they want, but actions speak a lot louder than words. So, so I appreciate it. This comes, goes back to a lot of things that we were saying when she was going through this. So it, it, it was Shelby who started the GoFundMe, right? Like it was her personal was GoFundMe? Her, I think it was or? her team. It was her team. Her team. Okay. Like her in, like her in a circle. You know what? Not, not, I'm not saying Bowerman, but like her. Her, her, her team of people. So yeah. the way I feel about that, right, is she was taking money from regular hardworking people like yourself, Steve. And if you believe that Shelby is guilty and is lying about all of this, then you were accusing her essentially of stealing money from all of these people, right? Like you, if if she is lying, that is what she's doing because she knows that she's guilty and she is willfully stealing money from people who thinks she's innocent. My point is, if you believe all of that, then Shelby Houlihan is a terrible, terrible person. And I'm, I don't think I'm willing to say that Shelby Houlihan is I'm a terrible, terrible person, right? So if I think that she's a decent person, then I, I have to believe her. And yeah, maybe I'm a sucker, like Trent earlier, and, and maybe I'm ignorant to, to, to all of this, but 
I'm going to go on the record and say, I don't think Shelby Houlihan's a terrible person. And I don't think she would lie to all these people. And I definitely don't think she would steal money from harder working people like Steve. So I'm with you, Steve. I'm going to go find that GoFundMe and I'm going to put my money where my mouth is too. And, you know, and, and, and one more thing before we toss over the trend on this, but everybody's so quick to, to kind of, to, to, to throw shade on Shelby for what she's doing, but everybody's always so quick to say how the, the, the pro track athletes uh, aren't getting, aren't getting, you know, enough money and they're, and they're, and they're quick to defend the, to, to defend the athletes when, whenever a money situation comes up and how they don't make even close to what other professional athletes uh, make. Uh, yeah. This is a situation where that is very evident. She can't afford to pay these legal bills. She's, she's a runner. So like, I mean, it can't be both ways. You can't, you can't, you can't defend the athletes that cry poor and then also throw shade on Shelby for doing this. You can't. I mean, it, it's, it's. It, I, I think it's, um, you know, it's. You, you're talking out of both sides of your mouth when you do that. Gentlemen, I want you to to go to that GoFundMe page, give it a refresh, and see another donation from peak to early. Oh. That's why I got it a second ago <laughs> to grab my credit card. I added to the fun. Free Shelby. Where is all the support people? Like, like when we were getting attacked for that, and I know Steve, I think you got the, the brunt of it. I figured that's, you know, we were being vocal in support. And so then you had the people come out of the woodworks and it attacked that. But I also figured there's a lot of people out there that maybe just like weren't being as vocal that would be behind this, but there's just not a ton of support, like based on this GoFundMe. And, you know, part of me doesn't know this is the best way to go about it. Like, uh, I don't know, Shelby, you got to know somebody like powerful and important with some money that can that confront you for this case. But regardless, where is the support for Shelby? I'm excited to be Team Shelby. I was excited to be on Team Shelby months ago when this whole thing was breaking down. I'm excited to continue to be on Team Shelby. And when her name is cleared, then we will be able to look at everyone in the eye after this whole thing is done and say that we were on Team Shelby the whole time. We did not get up for even a second. If and hey, when just, her name is cleared, if you don't have your GoFundMe receipts, I don't want to hear a word from you. I don't want to hear a word about how you were Team Shelby this whole time and yada yada. I you I want the receipts. I'm gonna I'm gonna be asking everybody. You know, when people come at me on Twitter, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be asking for receipts. I just can't wait for the FU tour. I can't <laughs> wait. I I mean, it's gonna be awesome. Oh yeah, you know. I mean, it's she's gonna go scorched earth, and it's gonna be it's gonna be great, and I I can't wait. Um, you know, when we started this podcast, boys, I never thought that this is the direction that our podcast would go, where we would be the only people defending accused, uh, you know, uh, performance enhancing drug users. But it's where we ended up. I mean, and you know, I don't hate it. I mean, because we got Shelby and um, uh, uh, who was the sprinter? Um, uh, Christian Coleman. Christian Coleman, like we're like yeah, the I mean, only yeah. people, only people coming to the to the defense of these of these athletes that are just getting, you know, destroyed. You know, maybe they did it, but there's not enough evidence to prove that they did it. It's like, I don't know, man. Like, it's I, I never saw this. This is where the podcast is going, but it's here, and I love it. If if nine out of ten athletes that we defend end up being dirty. It doesn't matter because we're going to be so loud about that one that gets proven innocent that we will be so unbearable and it'll be 
everybody in the world will know that we were the ones on the defense. So I don't care if we're wrong nine times out of ten. I just need that one athlete that is, you know, proven innocent, and we can have our own FU tour. Yeah, and and Mike, I mean, we talked about this when we first started beating this beating this drum. Um, I've I've ruined friendships and relationships, uh, uh, work relationships um, over over things like Spygate and Deflategate. So like, sure. like I'm I'm a pro at this, and I've I've proven time and time again that I'm. I'm willing to 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 lose relation to to ruin relationships in defense of my uh my favorite athletes. So that's that's just who I am. So I'm into that. All right, let's move on to the next story here. Um, I love this story. I love this story. So there's a runner runner's world uh, article uh, that got published last week. And the title is criminal investigation looks at the financial relationship between USATF and Nike. So I'm just going to read the first paragraph here as a part of a criminal investigation, the U S attorney's office for the district of Columbia has asked for documents dealing uh, the financial relationship between the USA track and field and the governing body of the running, the sport, uh, the, the governing body for the sport of running in the United States and Nike, its largest sponsor. So the article goes on to kind of, you know, there's not a ton of detail of what the investigation is about and exactly why they're pulling the documents, but it it, it tries to connect some dots. Um, You know, it talks about the kind of different players in it. And, uh, you know, they talk about, um, the selection for uh, Eugene to, to be the world champ. It, just a bunch of different things that they link back to this relationship between Nike and the USATF. Seems like there is, uh, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, behind-the-scenes dirty stuff going on. They talk about, like, just, like, the massive, like, amounts of money that these, like, big players in USATF are pulling in. Uh, from Nike and it was funny we were actually talking about you know the the salaries of runners and stuff like that and they're comparing it to like some of the salaries of runners and like just like these huge bags that the people at USATF are allegedly bringing in uh, from Nike just again nothing definite yet but some interesting ties uh, that they pull in here and I just I need all of the conspiracy theories I want to go down just so I'm just going to I'm going to be thinking about this all week about all the crazy conspiracies. I want I might just make like a a track conspiracy theory podcast just based on this because my mind is working here. Trent, I, I don't know what 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 are we thinking about all this? Well, I mean I I couldn't agree with you more Michael that the the conspiracy theories that are going to be coming out are going to be fantastic content. It's uh it's not a good look for Mr. Mr. Max Siegel, who's the the CEO or in charge of USATF. Uh, you know, we don't know exactly what's going to come out of this, but when the USATF is being like investigated by the FBI, when the FBI is knocking on doors and and talking to people and trying to get some details about what's going on, I mean that's a major major red flags and even if like you didn't technically do anything wrong uh mr max and usatf 
like you, you got to have your, your cards more in order to not create such like a distraction, right? If you have these, these intense ties with Nike, like you need to do a better job of making sure everything's on board so that we don't need have the FBI like knocking on people's doors to figure out what the connection is here. There's a few tidbits that I, I want to get into that I, I thought were kind of interesting little, little facets of this story that um, kind of got me fired up a little bit. But my first reaction is just like, there's definitely like, whenever there's smoke, there's fire and stuff like this, which is, I know maybe sounds a little hypocritical from our drug testing thing, <laughs> that there's, there's not fire with stuff. But in a it's case different. like this, it's very, very, it's different. very different. When you have like high powered, really rich guys making decisions and tying up uh, sponsorship deals that are like 23 years long worth millions and hundreds of millions of dollars, then I find it very hard to believe that there was not some, you know, handshaking going on and some backroom dealings that uh, that may not have been well known. So I'm excited to see what comes from this. But Steve, that, what is your initial reaction? That, well, hold on. That that's a difference, Trent. Right? Is like we're all about justice here, and like when we go out and defend these athletes, we're talking about guys who and gals, you know, who are are, are not making tons of money and, and they're just trying to make a good living. I have no problem going after these, you know, mega rich, you know people behind all the scenes and i think another important part of this is and i know there's no like direct comparison we also have to remember like in running brands are not just like brands they are the teams like again it's not the direct comparison but like nike being this tied to usatf is like you know an nfl team having like this kind of financial connection to like the commissioner's office Right, because in track and field, the brands are the teams. Those are right. So that's a big deal. That that's a that's a huge deal. So, Mike, I um, you have a you have a talent that you're not exercising enough here, and it's your it's your ability to dive into conspiracy theories in the world of track and field and write about it. You one of your first uh, blog you ever posted, I think it was the uh galen rupp alberto salazar mike smith conspiracy they remember that blog you wrote oh yeah for sure and then you and then you kind of hinted at a potential uh mike smith nico young conspiracy um which the the world needs to know about and we and i'm eagerly awaiting that article but i think i think you should you should publish conspiracy theories on a regular basis because uh yeah, I, I think I think you're good at it, and I think the the, the world needs uh, uh, Mikey tinfoil hats to uh, to get back in the blog game. Um, but like, I don't think that this is any big surprise to anybody. I feel like anybody who has been connected to the running world or, or knows anything about the running the the running world and the USATF is like, yeah, Nike has a stranglehold on USATF. Uh, we talked about it, Trent and I when we had Jesse Williams on the podcast, um, I think it was last spring we had him on and we interviewed him about the 2012 Olympic trials where uh, Brooks, you know, they, their hands were tied. There was no way that they could do any uh, advertising at the Olympic trials this year. So they got creative. They said, well, you know, what, what can we possibly do? How, how can we get Brooks's name out there? Um, because Nike just shuts everything down and shuts every other brand out at the Olympic trials. And he said, well, let's, let's fly a plane over. Right. And 
and they fly a plane over. Next thing you know, they do it. They do it two days in a row. They find out the second day the airspace is restricted. The uh, the Jesse Williams, who was the uh, the the head of sports marketing, um, the the head of uh, head of sales and the CEO, end up getting uh, taken out of the trials because they flew the plane over. So like we've talked about this before. So this isn't any big surprise to me. Like um um I I don't I, I guess. I guess I'm not too optimistic that we're going to get the result from this that everybody's hoping for. Like, I think that because it's been such a, a good deal for USATF to be partnered up with Nike. Like, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't know how much is going to, I don't, I don't know how much is there, you know, it's going to come out to incriminate Nike or the USATF in this. I think what might happen, what probably will happen from this, it will be, you know, things like the, USA championships and the Olympic trials will be more inclusive for other brands. That, that's probably going to be the result, but in terms of like any punishments or, um, you know, any, any legal action against USATF or Nike, I, I don't, I don't believe it's going to happen from this. And I don't want to, I don't want to demonize, I don't know, Nike's role in this. You know, if, if they're willing to, if they're, if they're pouring in money into the sport and paying for, uh, all those sponsorship deals and USATF is signed but, off to it. Like, but but the problem the the problem with it is you're right. They they are pouring money into sport, but they're doing it in a way where they're blocking other brands yes. that would be willing to pour money into the sport. Yeah, no, I I that's where I'm going with this. Like Nike, they signed a, if they got a good contract and and they're giving a lot of money to the sport and and they're able to get this deal, then I'm I'm okay with that. It's more kind of on the USATF side of making them such as exclusive sponsor. And then if you look at some of the numbers here, and I don't, I'm no expert on this. I'm just going to throw it out there. But it was a little surprising to me. So the prior contract was worth like $10 million annually. And now it's going to up to $19 million from 2017 to 2040. Are you telling me that the sport of track and field at the USATF in 23 years doesn't think they can like increase that contract by more than $9 million? And that's what some of the, the the opposers are saying to this is like, this is this may sound like a great deal now because they're upping the money that we're getting, but to lock in for 23 years at a rate that's not like exponentially getting higher just seems like USATF is kind of uh, not giving themselves enough credit or not like giving themselves a runway here to grow uh, much bigger than they currently are. And it goes you know, to the point of like, if we didn't have Nike as such an exclusive and the stranglehold of everything, would that competition actually be better for everybody? And you don't want to lose Nike's dollars, but you also want to open the door for other brands to like get in there and to add more money to the sport. So I don't know, when you, when you look at some of the numbers here, it does seem sketchy and it seems like USATF is, I, I, I give us more credit. I give the sport of track and field more credit to get bigger than this contract design with Nike. I think in the next 23 years that we can become uh, more successful than you know what they are projecting to be. But I don't know, apparently USCTF just uh, wasn't able to turn down that big paycheck up front. My, my biggest fear with this whole thing is that something will ha- drop from this, right? And there, there will be like a, a serious an allegation or, or proving guilt or something like that. And nobody in the running worlds or or the sports world will notice or care right like that would be the worst case scenario like I, you know you're all these like 
scandals of like FIFA and it makes sports center. It makes these huge headlines and all that. And it, it, it's a big deal. My biggest fear is that like some huge scandal would come out in USATF and literally like it wouldn't even make, you know, a, a, a sports center, like uh scroll at the bottom, like nothing at all. And you know, like I'm trying to, I'm trying to think of a comparison of something that got buried. Yeah. But not, not even buried just like that. Nobody would, care enough to like open an article or, or or read you know click a link about it um but i you know there's like a line in here where they go off there was a washington post article uh, a couple months ago or something like that that was kind of diving into uh the, the seigel guys like uh i guess he had some other like business that was like tied to it that i don't know if it was like a, a way to like bury stuff in there or or i don't know he had a he had like a marketing firm that he was like one of his companies that was one of the biggest clients of usatf and that goes to the point of like maybe things were done on the up and up but my god you gotta like be a little careful here and get your cards in one order and separate it so that you can't you can't own a marketing company and have that be like a huge consultant of uh usatf but yeah and so after the washington post wrote an article about that says three USATF staff members told Runner's World uh, that after the Post report, they were required to sign non-disclosure agreements as a condition of their continued employment. So, like, basically, you're fired if you don't sign this non-disclosure agreement. There's got to be something there, right? Like you said, where there's smoke, there's fire. I want something huge to drop. Let's, Let's get this, like, get some you know juice juice flowing here a little bit i just hope that it's like not you know this huge story in our eyes and then nobody else cares about it so so what do you want to come from it though right like if you want you know all the attention on it, all eyes on it if something big comes up and we look at it and you figure out usatf and nike were doing some really sketchy backdoor stuff and the seagull guy was also doing some sketchy stuff with his marketing company like what what is the result that you'd want to see from it Jeff, we we operate best when we have a common villain to get behind and take down. That's what I want. I want a clear and obvious villain to take down. And and listen, USATF, like, I, what I, what do I know about them? Right, like, I, I don't. I have no allegiance to USATF. Obviously, I like United, like, track runners and and you know different things in the usa but i have no reason to like have some kind of allegiance to to the governing body and if we can find some like juicy information that we can all have a common enemy and that that gets us all fired up gets gets track and field in the media a little bit and and you know we turn this into something good that's what i'm looking for we can rally we can rally around a common enemy Mike, I think the 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 biggest thing to come of this is just the 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 need for the Mike Smith Nico Young article, and we're all waiting for that. So just so you know, as you were saying that, Steve, I uh, wrote a little to do list for myself for some some articles that that need to come out. That article, we're we're still doing some digging. You know, we have our uh, our our PIs on the case. You know, we we gotta cross our T's, dot our I's before before we uh, release the the DNA testing stuff. maybe. I don't. I don't want to say too much at this Maybe time. Maybe a little twenty-three and Me action, that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, okay. that's some burrito meat. <laughs>
All right, last thing I got for us here, gentlemen, is, you know, it's the time of the year. Uh, as I was skimming the news articles, this is the time of the year when you start seeing the, you know, best uh, gifts to get the runner in your life for, for Christmas, right? Those articles, because everyone's thinking about their holiday shopping. They're thinking about what they're going to get their people. So this is like the easiest, clickiest article you can possibly write is you know the 19 best things that you can buy the runner in your life so i took down you know i read three or four of these articles because there are a million of them i made myself a little bit of list here of common common things that these articles say that you should buy the runner in your life so i figure we could kind of go through this list a little bit here and decide whether or not people should actually buy them for the runner in their life so we're gonna start with an easy one here uh trent you're gonna like this one i saw it on multiple lists but uh body glide body glide <laughs> should you be buying the run in your life some body glide for this holiday season no because they should already have all the body glide you <laughs> should be stockpiling it for yourself uh that is that is the best little stocking stuffer just just tuck that in everybody's everybody's uh uh stocking i just lots of word for a second there's nobody in the world who can't benefit from some body glide. i mean body glide is you shouldn't be getting it for christmas because it's one of those things that trends right everybody should already have it but it, it's too intimate to give as a gift that's, right that's kind of it, it's, it's like yeah it, it's kind of it's kind of like border on like a hygiene product or it's just like yeah no you should everybody needs some but it's not a it's not gift worthy yeah, I think maybe like the like you said, a stocking stuffer. If it's like your husband or your wife or your girlfriend or whatever, sure, that's fine. But outside of that, I mean, a body glide is a little bit too intimate. I think for for a, for a Christmas gift. There. Fuck that! A body glide <laughs> for everybody. <laughs> Listen, we got to break that mold. It's 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 not a uh, like a personal like you know uh, a hygiene thing. It's something that. Every runner needs to be comfortable and is going to enjoy. So don't be afraid to get, you know, your boss some body glide for Christmas this year. Um, all right. The next one. Uh, try, this is another one. There's a couple ones. And I guess you being like the junk science guy, it makes sense that a lot of these maybe are, are you're the target on the audience. This is a uh, calf compression sleeves. Should we be getting calf compression sleeves for your holiday holiday presents? This year? I, feel, I feel like Steve's face is in disgust right now, but absolutely. Yes. I mean, I am one of disgust? What are you talking about? <laughs> oh, I don't know. I thought you're looking at disappointment or something like that, but I am a believer in the calf sleeves. Yeah. Whenever I need to go out for a long run, I throw those on. Anytime I run a marathon, I put those guys on. You got a little, little shin splint action. You got some tight calves. Who doesn't have tight calves out there? Get those calf sleeves on. Mike, are you aware that I rep a compression sleeve company now? Well, Mike doesn't even well. know what I do for a living. Very well. Well, so here's here's my. So, so, no, 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 don't skip okay. over me. Come okay. on. Okay. I gotta, okay. I gotta. If you're gonna go buy compression, go buy CEP compression. It's the best compression out there. It's graded compression. It's it's medical grade compression. They got the best running sock, best compression. Uh, uh, products on the industry. Go buy CEP compression. Go to your local running store, buy them out. Get the sleeves. Get the socks. Get the get the uh, get 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 anything. They even have apparel. Go get everything CEP. Very well. Uh, my problem with the calf compression socks is 
you're either a calf compression guy or you're not. Like, who are you buying calf compressions for? Like, everybody, for every Christmas, runner, Mike. Though, every every runner, okay. every runner, <laughs> okay. every Nobody runner, asks. every runner, go buy CEP compression. Right. So we've agreed that yes, that is a good holiday present. The next one is, and this is this one's interesting. I don't know. One of you guys might have one of these. A race medal hanger. Yeah, it's like, I guess, like a little thing you hang on the wall where you hang all your medals on. What do we think? As a, as a, as a race director, I don't think anybody should be buying this because medals are the biggest waste of money of okay. all time. And we could take the money that we're spending on medals and invest in better things for the runners, better after parties, better t-shirts, better giveaways, whatever. Medals suck. They're a ton of money. So don't, don't get something to hang your race medals on. We need to start moving towards a society where we don't give medals at the end of races. That's just the way it is because we're going to, we're going to have better events. We're going to have better races. We're going to have better everything. If we just get rid of the damn medals. This is just turning into a, a platform for Steve yeah, to I know, plug I know. all of his uh, running brands. I got more. I got more. <laughs> Trent, what do you do? You want a race medal hanger for uh, for for Christmas? Listen, full confession. I have I have bought someone in my life a race okay. medal holder. So yes, then it so is I, good. I think it's appropriate. This is this is one where you have to know the person because I must admit I'm kind of on uh, Team Steve here, uh, where I, I don't. I don't need more medals. I, I want a medal if I win, but I don't want a medal for showing up. I, I need a, I need some better gear to come out there. So overall, I like to just get away from medals. But if there's someone in your life who appreciates the medals, who probably has them, you can get a nice medal holder. You got to know who that person is, but there's a home for medal, medal holders. All right, we're getting, we're getting down to the home stretch of this list here. Uh, this one I thought was weird. Uh, non-alcoholic beer. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we've <laughs> talked about this. We've talked about this many times on the podcast, how, you know, I, I, I've gone through my athletic brewing non-alcoholic beer phases. You know, slim down a little bit, get ready for a race. You know, you get in the routine of cracking that beer at the end of the day, and, and even if you're not having one with, with alcohol, and you still want the routine. Um, yeah, you know, I, I – I, I, uh, I'm not gonna lie, boys. I uh, I actually I actually purchased two six packs of Athletic Brewing just to have in the fridge. You know what I mean? Take a little. We got the holidays coming up. We're gonna have a lot of booze in our lives, a lot of sweets in our lives. You know, some nights we want the we want the routine of having a beer, but you 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 want to take a night off of drinking. So that's where that's what the non-alcoholic beer comes in. So I'm I'm all in favor of this. Listen, nobody wants a non-alcoholic beer. For Christmas or whatever holiday that you're celebrating, if if you want to get your whole family, no. you know, you, you know, if you want to get yourself a non-alcoholic beer, that's great. Like I don't, I'm not supporting or, or saying like you have to be drinking beer all the time. Uh, so go out, Steve, buy yourself your, your six packs of Athletic Brewing, put that in the fridge for you to have. But for someone to to give that to you as a gift <laughs> that's that's disrespectful that's exactly no, that's, what I was that's that's a message that's a message that, that's what i was thinking that's like such get... a personal decision to buy a non-alcoholic beer yeah I, i'm full in support of that but yeah if you receive if you... non-alcoholic beer as a christmas present 
Somebody's trying I, to I didn't clean even, something. I didn't even yeah, think I of that know. angle. That's that's a message from a loved one that you got to clean your life up. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so maybe this is a good gift for certain people if somebody's struggling. You can get them some non-alcoholics. All right, this one I love. We're talking a little cell phone armband. What do we think, Trent? You you strike me as a cell phone armband. Before, before we guy. throw it to Trent, can I can I can I suggest that if you were to buy a cell phone armband, please buy <laughs> an Amphipod cell phone armband. Is the best hydration storage and reflective uh, uh, equipment in the game for runners. So uh, I fully support cell phone armbands. Go out go out and buy yourself an Amphipod cell phone armband. Best in the game, Trent. Go ahead. All right, if you're gonna buy one, get get an Amphipod cell phone armband. This is this is another kind of hit or miss one. Honestly, hit only hit. You know, if you're if you're like a serious serious runner, you don't want a you don't want a phone on your arm, right? Like I, I don't I don't need this phone. What is it there for? So I can so I can uh, I don't know go on my GPS for where I'm going. It just is is too much. When I go for a run, I'm getting like away from that, right? I'm getting away from that. Now maybe I'll hold my phone for like a podcast or something. But I, I don't know. It's like too much technology on me. I, I don't need all that stuff just hanging off me. So for, for your casual runner that's like new to jogging, that, that, that needs that cell phone on them at all the time, sure, get it for them. But for someone that's a serious runner, they don't want to be running around with a cell phone on their arm. Oh, yeah, quite the contrary. Very serious carry, runners. You got to carry your phone in your hand. That, that's how it's done. That's how it's done. I, I wouldn't be caught dead steve's giving me the evil eye. i wouldn't be caught dead wearing wearing a cell phone armband do not buy me that for christmas you're killing me you're killing me do not buy me that for christmas all right here we go here we go here we go buy, buy the compression socks that's a great gift all right we'll do let's do a, a, a rapid fire here because we got a, a few left electric foot massager yay or nay <laughs> yay that's what i got a wife for yeah <laughs> All right, uh, Trey, you actually brought these up earlier. <laughs> she stopped listening by now, so yeah. What about yak traps? Oh, oh, as, as yeah. Mr. Rocky out here, in you the brought that up earlier. I was snow like, snow oh, coming man. down. If you if you want to go for a run, if you live anywhere where it snows and there's like a dusting of snow where the road gets a little bit icy, like they don't necessarily plow all the roads out here. A little yak track on your feet, it's like it's like the 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 ice just melted, right? You got like stick them on the bottom of your feet. Totally recommend yak track. Anyone that has to run outside the winter, get some yak tracks on. Keep you from breaking your ankle out there. Just make sure to take them off before you, you go into the gym and run on the treadmill though. That, yeah, that would be a disaster. <laughs> uh, all right. These are, these are my two favorites. I saved them for last. These are two things I actually found like on, on these websites. So one was a personalized marathon cushion. So we're talking a like uh, uh, something you like a throw pillow you'd put on your couch that is shaped like and is printed like the the bib number. So it looks like a bib. It looks like a, a bib that you wore in your marathon, right? So it has your bib number on it. Does Boston Marathon or whatever on it. Is a, a cushion that you you know display on your couch what do we think of that i'm gonna get mike one for the indie marathon just yeah. as a reminder every time he goes to sit his ass on his couch he's gonna be like oh yeah i gotta go do the indie marathon in seven months or eight months or whatever. Right. 
I like that. It's a good gift for people that like didn't run that marathon just to like rub it in. I'll get you guys one for that road race before the U.S. trials in Atlanta. Get you a nice Wait. bit from the one that you slept. So Trent's thinking that you're giving you're giving a gift of your personal bib to other people. Yeah. Saying I ran the Boston Marathon. Here, have a pillow of my bib number. You're welcome. Especially if they were thinking about running it, but then didn't do it. Yeah, <laughs> I think like the thought of this is like such a nice thought. It's like, oh, they ran their first marathon. Like I'm gonna do something nice for them, get their bib number. Like in theory, it seems like a nice, like sweet gift. But that is doomed to like collect dust in someone's closet and never see. It only see the couch when the person who gave it to you is coming over. You know what I mean? So I I don't know. That's kind of how I feel about that one. And and the last one I have here is a a running t-shirt specifically a t-shirt that says sunday run day on it sunday run day t-shirt Bowie, should you buy that for your for the runner in your life for this christmas listen ironically yeah yeah <laughs> sunday run day i think we should make sunday run day t-shirts was this was this a link to a specific shirt or was just somebody just saying buy a shirt that says sunday run day it had no link but it had a picture of the sunday run day t-shirt should should we make sunday run day shirts i think so i think we should make sunday run day do we have to wear it if we make it oh yeah i like i don't know sunday i don't want to make it all right, gentlemen, that is all. Well, I just just to, just to wrap up that segment, if you're looking for a gift for the runner in your life, go get some uh, socketing running shoes and apparel. Get some CEP compression socks, sleeves, uh, all the all the compression, mm-hmm. all your compression needs. Get some Amphipod storage, hydration, reflective gear, and get some Tafosi sunglasses. I mean, that's that's some all you need for the for the runner in your life, and it would help out your your favorite podcast for quite a bit if you bought one of those items for Christmas. Um, yeah, that that wraps up the run news. Um, hey, before we kick off the bell app, there was something that I wanted to talk about at the top of the show. I know, hey, I know we're getting a little long here, but the the two crews starved. They're starved for for some peak too early, so we're going a little bit long, you know. And, and you know what? Hey, this story is only for the people that are willing to stick around for an hour and a half, okay? Um, which but is, I, I missed twelve of them. Well, do you want to wrap it up, or do you do you do you want to wrap it up, or do you know? No, I, I. I won't let's whittle this down until we have two people listening for all. I well, care. it's going to be, it's, I mean, it's going to be quite the treat. Um, guys, I think I'm like good friends with Meb Kafuzki at this point. Oh yeah. <laughs> I need to hear more about this story. Let's go. Let's do it. No, but I mean, I, I, in, 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 in my, in my travels for work, I've, I've interacted with him several times over the past couple months. And, uh, I was, I was out to dinner with him at a uh, at a BYOB um, BYOB barbecue restaurant, and I saw an opportunity, and I had to take it. And I never thought in my life I would say the words, "Hey Meb, pass me a beer." I never thought I'd ever say that in my life, but I said it on multiple occasions. Um, yeah, and and so we talked, and um, we talked about his uh, his. Uh, his disdain for Bernard Lagat. It was, it was great. I had a great night with my, with my, with my personal, my close and personal friend, Meb Kaflesby. Not maybe a big next, deal. Maybe next time substitute one. Uh, hey Meb, you passed me a beer for, Hey Meb, you want to come on peak too early? 
Yeah, that might be a little bit of, a, of an abuse of uh, my current position. We'll get there. We'll get there. He's your friend at this point. You, you, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get you're there. doing it in the capacity of a friendship, not of, of, of work or your position or anything like that. We'll, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. What kind of beers is Med drinking? Uh, it was a, it was a, you know, I, it was a cooler filled with an assortment of local Austin brews and I wasn't going to be picky. You know what I mean? I, I wasn't going to bother the guy with having to dig through the cooler and pill, you know, pick out, uh, you know, different flavors and, and different brews and explain them to me. And it, I was just going to take whatever Med was giving me. Okay. What, what did Med have to say about, uh, about Bernard? Oh, that's a story for another day. We, we got 12 people on here. You can share it. Oh, it's a little, te- little, little teaser from when we have him on the okay. podcast in the, in the near future with my, with my close personal friend, Meb. So are we, so. well, you don't need to get in the story, but are we out on Bernard Lagat? Are we an uh, anti Lagat podcast? I don't think we're, I don't think we're out on him. I don't think we're out on him. You just but, say the uh, word and I, I'm out. That's all I need. I don't even need to hear the story. We're out on Lagat. All right. He's done. He's done with Lagat. We're out, so we're, we're done with Lagat. We're the biggest anti-Bernard Lagat podcast and all. Anti-Lagat. <laughs> Wait, let, let, let's talk more about Med here. So you're, you're sitting there, you're, you're chatting with him. I feel like it's almost probably like picking up a girl in a bar. Like, do you consider being like, hey, you want to grab a run tomorrow morning? Like, like, how do you get this to go to the next level? No, no, because he, here's the thing. It was such a great night that I would have embarrassed myself with a, with a night, with a run in the morning. So it's like, you gotta be, you gotta be like George Costanza, right? Where he walks in says his joke and he, you know, in the, in the board meeting and he stands up and walks away. He, he had to say, he's got, a, I had my, I had a, I had a lot of fun with, with Meb and George Costanza stood up, walked away and, and until next time, Meb. And there will be a next time. I mean, it's coming, but you know, you, you don't want to push it too much. Sure. And, no, and here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You, you got to play a little hard to get track. Listen, that's great advice to all the single people out there listening to the pot. You know, be George Costanza when you're at the bar. Trent, did you get that reference when I said it? No, not totally, but I, I've watched Seinfeld. <laughs> I know who George Costanza is. I can, I can picture him going into a boardroom. He worked for the Yankees, right? I can picture him going in the boardroom, saying a joke, and then walking out. Close enough. All right. Well, uh, no, no, no. no. We're, we're not going to the ballot yet. Let's just keep going. We still probably right. have nine listeners. Um, I think I'm. Not, I won't even use it as my bell app. I think we owe the people a uh, New England Patriots review. At this Hold point. on, before we get think, to New England Patriots review, oh, this is perfect. Yeah. <laughs> before yeah, we get first? to New England, there, there's a couple notes here that we need to mention. First off, got to give a shout out to our guy Matias, right? Uh, you know, he, he, he fought like hell to make it happen. He didn't happen. We're, we actually, we were, I was trying to get him to call into the podcast tonight. Um, uh, but he's got, he's got a paper due or he's got a project due at midnight. So he said, I can't, and I grind this out. So I think we'll have Damn him call it. into, yeah, I we mean, didn't... listen, I have one of his professors. Every time I post something about him online, he uh, he DMs us saying that not only is he one of the best D three runners in the country, but he's a straight A student. Um, so like, 
you know, Matias cares about his grades. So we can't, we can't bother much. We'll, we'll, we'll have him call in the next, we'll have him call in the next episode. Um, got to give I a think, shout uh, out to him. I think well, we need to write into his contract next year as, you know, a peak too early athlete that he, he needs to prioritize podcast appearances and he needs in to front participate. of finals and papers and yeah. And he needs to participate and, in the Mill City Relays next year. Yes, for sure. Yes. Okay. Uh, and then uh, we got to give a shout out to our guy uh, uh, Luke Mason, who uh, oh my four goodness. by four right. by forty eight. I was uh, I was following him on Twitter and Strava. He had many nice things to say about us and the and the podcast and how we kind of inspired him to do it. So uh, he you know he I think you know he he documented his struggles with it. He talked about how it wasn't easy and how in the past he would have like quit on something like this, but he fought through, he finished. So uh, give a big shout out to our, for our guy, Luke, for, for completing the the four by four by 48. Glad that we had a small piece in the inspiration to, to go out and do that. You know, as, as the three of us can uh, attest, it is not easy to do. So congratulations. I don't know if I am happy that we, we, led to the motivation to do that i feel like that's that's a bad thing that we did and listen when we did it together we had like camaraderie and a group to do it with this man did it just by himself yeah just like on on a weekend and i think he like tweeted at you on like a thursday being like i think this might be the weekend i do it so like on a thursday afternoon he didn't even know if he was gonna do it on the weekend and i think he just woke up on a friday and was like all right here we go I'm about to do this stupid challenge by myself. Uh, I mean, that's, 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 that's crazy. Agreed. Yeah. If, if there, there was a couple, there was a couple of those, you know, 1am, 4am wake ups where if I didn't, if I wasn't competing against you and I didn't know, and and I didn't know that you were getting up in the room next to me to go do it, I probably would have just slept in, you know what I mean? So do it by yourself, do it by yourself is a, is a, is an impressive feat. So Luca, join the entire too early uh team here on the next mileage challenge and the indianapolis marathon we'll all be running it so join us for that we'll get we'll do the next one together how about this if luke commits to going to the indy marathon no 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 you're in you're in you're no you're in no no no. what about the 30 other people that have reached out to me and said that they're doing it didn't didn't make that agreement if luke's in i'm in that's what i've always said that's what i've always said so uh, all right, New England Patriots review. Let's go. I mean, what do we got? What do we got? Like, <laughs> I mean, congratulations to the Bills for having one year at the top of the AFC East. I mean, you know, they are uh, they are unraveling like I've never seen. <laughs> it was so awesome to watch it, all the press conferences. It was watch the uh, the the you know the who was it the, the D backs there freak yeah, out at the yeah. media. Uh, he, uh, it's incredible uh, what's happening. The, the head coach start blaming the 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 kick return, and oh my god, it was it was awesome to watch. I loved every second of it. Yeah, he came out and he was like, "Let's not give Bill Belichick too. Let's not do the Bill <laughs> yeah. Belichick thing. We give him too much credit. You know, we went uh, 0 for four in the red zone. It's like, well, yeah, you went 0 for four in the the red zone because you couldn't move the ball on us, and we played bend don't break defense, and you couldn't kick field goals. So maybe that has something to do with." The fact that you want 0 for 4 in, in the red zone. I mean, what an idiot. He, the Bills are dead forever. I mean, they had their chance there. Last night killed them forever. Forever. 
that it might, it might be the uh, the Texans Letterman jacket game. Yeah, it's dead. They are dead. If you take away postseason football, that might have been most fun I can ever remember having watching a New England Patriots game. To because Belichick, he just like at a certain point, it was like he wanted to just embarrass Buffalo as much as possible. But it wasn't like the old time like high flying Pats that would win. You know. 51 nothing or whatever uh this was like i just want to embarrass you because i'm literally not going to throw the ball I'm, I'm just going to pound it and pound it over and over and my you know best running back gets hurt doesn't matter i'm going to continue to pound it, pound it and your guys i think josh Allen threw the ball 30 times so like you could throw in that weather and belichick was like no i'm just gonna do this over and over again and if it wasn't for the Nikhil harry uh you know punt return snafu the score would look a whole lot worse too. We would have absolutely just, it would have been like 14 to three or something like that. It would have looked even better. And it was just Belichick just wanting to show off uh, to everybody, but especially to Buffalo. They're like, I own you. I own this division. I'm telling you, I'm going to run the ball. This is like pop Warner football. This is literally like fifth grade football plays that we're running here. And we're still going to be you. It was so much fun to watch. Did you hear Best the, part. Uh, Best part of best part of the post game was uh, our best player Matt Judon. I was just making, about to say this, yeah. <laughs> making jokes about he's joking about uh, the 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 starting quarter. That's how you know the team is tight. Where he's just like, yeah, everybody everybody on offense played great except for Mac Jones. Yeah. And it's like you know you have you have a guy that you know has has become a very quick leader of the team and has the confidence to make jokes like obvious jokes about his starting quarterback who he likes very much and believes as a quarterback can lead this team making jokes about how he only threw the ball three times in the post-game press conference just kind of it just kind of shows how tight this team is it's 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 the best uh, uh i think at some point in in the dog days of uh of the the, the winner here a lot of podcasts in the past have done like movie reviews or documentary reviews. We might need to do a uh, man, a man in the arena review as well. We might have to put that. Just do a separate series. Yeah. 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 Um, so just, just to think about, think about that, but. All right. Anyways. What all right. Else? I think, what else I, we think we, I think we got to kick off the bell. Right. I'm all, I'm all for the mar- I think I'm all for the marathon podcast, but this one is, uh, there's no sense in stretching this one out anymore. So, uh, let's, uh, let's kick off the bell app. Mike, what do you got for people on the bell app? Uh, yeah. So I, uh, saw an advertisement for the winter Olympics coming up. Um, and that is a crazy, crazy thing to say. Uh, and I think, you know, if there's not a whole lot of running thing, going on we need to latch on to something and even if it's just a segment here or there we need to find something to, to get on board with here at the winter olympics my vote personally goes to the uh, short track speed skating it's one of my favorite uh events in all of the olympics uh, i'm down to, to to be the correspondent to just break down short track speed skating it's got some correlations to to indoor track a little bit you know so just just some thoughts there Mike, if we can get lines on short track speed skating, this will oh, yeah. officially become a short track speed skating podcast for, uh, you know, a, a four week period of time. So I'm, right. I'm there I'm, with I'm you. You know, I'm I can also, I can also get down with some curling, you know? Oh yeah. I love curling. I love curling. So, you know, we can, we can, we can kind of go between the two. 
Trent, what do you got for people on the Bell app? Uh, just a shout out to the Central Mass Striders. Like a little birdie had told me there was a Facebook group going around with that team and they were asking for podcast recommendations. And a few guys in the two crew were throwing peak too early out. Uh, Hector and Jonathan throwing us out as, as a, a recommendation for the whole team to start listening to. Uh, so I appreciate, you know, in random different running circles throughout the state, throughout the region, throughout the country, when the running podcasts come up, uh, thanks for recommending us. And I encourage you guys, you know, recommend us uh, to any other uh, runners that you know or people that may enjoy the sport of running. Uh, we appreciate it, and we appreciate you guys on Central Mass uh, listening to us. Uh, for my bell up, you know, and, and it's something that I think we've talked about quite a bit over the past, let's say, you know, three, four months as we've kind of, our lives have changed a little bit, and we've kind of had to take a small step back. We haven't been doing the weekly podcast, but, you know, the overall listens of the podcast are down, but the the listeners we do have are stronger than ever we got like a we got like a, a really strong diehard crew of, of of two crews that um are more ride or die than the podcast has ever been and um over the past couple of weeks they had the you know the spotify puts out there you know your top ranked podcast or your most listened to podcast and in the past three years of doing this you know spotify has done that every time but i got more tags more shares more stuff sent to me about how Peak Too Early was your your top podcast or in your top five podcasts against like monsters in the podcast game than we've ever gotten before. And it was just really cool to see like, yeah, maybe like, you know, we're not promoting it the way we have where, um, you know, we don't have quite the num overall number of listeners, but the listeners we do have are more are stronger and more like loyal to what we're doing than we've ever made. So, and that's what we want. That's kind of what we've always wanted. So thank you for sharing that. I thought that was like really cool to, to kind of see all those tags and those pictures come in from, from people um, over, over the past couple of weeks. So thank you. So on that boys, I would have run faster, but I peaked too early. Mike hit me with the Josie. Josie's on a vacation far away. Come around and talk it over. So many Something in my mind's not making sense It's been a while since we